0: For as long as I can remember, Christmas has been a big deal in my family. I suppose that's not all that surprising, it is with most families after all. You'd have to be pretty cynical to not think of Christmas as a big deal. Unless of course, it's for religious reasons, but that goes without saying. My point is, Christmas is a time to share love, give gifts, help your fellow human beings and just be generally cheerful for no real reason. It's the most wonderful time of the year after all, right? That's why it's been hard for me over the years to explain why I hate Christmas. Now before you assume that I'm just some miserable Scrooge, let me explain. I'm all about the lights, Christmas carols, gift giving, hell, I even have a few ugly sweaters in my closet. My reason for loathing this time of year is a little more complicated than that. You see, ever since I was a little kid I've always seen something every night on Christmas Eve. No, it's not Santa Claus or an elf or something stupid like that. What I see is kinda. I can't really explain it. It is the only word I can use to explain what this thing is. The first time I saw it, I couldn't have been older than seven or eight years old. I was standing in the kitchen with my mom as she was finishing making some warm cinnamon buns before we opened a present on the night of Christmas Eve. It was a particularly dark night with not a single star in the sky. I was looking out our kitchen window into the forest behind our house, taking in the sweet smell of the cinnamon buns as my mom took them into the living room. I was about to turn and walk into the living room when I saw something. There was a figure in the darkness just outside of the woods. Not a figure, but rather a mass, a dark mass. At first, I thought it was an animal, but the way it moved, it was as if it simply glided over the ground while its dark mass rolled over itself. My young brain was in overdrive, trying to make sense of what I was seeing. This was not an animal, it definitely wasn't human. What the hell was it? The more I stared, the more a creeping feeling of dread entered my heart. I began whimpering, I was so afraid and broken at that moment, then, suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder. It was my mom, she turned me around and hugged me asking what was wrong. I couldn't speak, words could not convey the pure unfiltered feeling of despair and terror that gripped my young heart. She brought me into the living room and sat me between my father and her, handing me my cinnamon buns. After what felt like hours of being in their warm presence, I started to feel like myself again. The next morning I tried to tell my parents what I had seen, but they were skeptical. They assured me it must have been an animal, maybe a deer. My dad took me outside to look for tracks, thinking he'd turn this into an educational moment. But much to his surprise there were no tracks, even though it hadn't snowed the night before or that morning. He shrugged it off to my eyes playing tricks on me and we went inside. After a few days, I had forgotten all about it. That was until the following Christmas Eve. Now let me just say I never believed in any of the hokey stuff. From a young age my parents were always honest with me about Santa, life, and all that. I lost a grandparent when I was quite young, so death was a concept I understood and the feelings that came along with it. They also introduced me to the concept of fear pretty early on in the form of horror movies. They taught me that it was all fake. That these monsters or ghosts were just make-believe. I believed them too, which is what made this so much harder. The following Christmas Eve, I was sitting in the kitchen again, this time I was finishing a drawing I had worked on to give to my mother for Christmas. She was a sap for that sort of thing when i had finished i stood up and stretched while casually glancing outside and there it was the dark mass just outside of the trees only this time it wasn't moving it stayed perfectly still aside from the dark mass that seemed to continue to flow and crawl all over itself i couldn't look away i was terrified and yet i couldn't take my eyes off the damn thing slowly that feeling of dread returned i began to whimper as terror pain and despair entered my heart yet again I started to shake, my whole body was beginning to feel numb, my legs gave out and I fell to the floor with a crash, my dad came running and as he was just in the other room and tried to figure out what had happened. I had no words to share with him, I just sobbed in his arms for a while. It took even longer this time for the feeling of dread in my heart to leave. It wasn't until the next afternoon and after a very long sleep that I felt like myself again. My parents were concerned, but they couldn't get a straight answer out of me. I didn't want them to think there was something wrong with me, so I didn't tell them about it. So every year, it's a similar story. The following year, I decided to stay away from the kitchen, but I saw it outside of the living room window this time, just sitting there while its darkness seemed to crawl and ooze over itself. A couple of years after that, I just stayed in bed Christmas Eve night, but that was the worst because I saw it in my dreams and when I woke up, I saw its shadow on the ceiling of my bedroom. No matter what I did, I couldn't escape it and the feeling that it would give me got worse every year. This thing haunts me every Christmas Eve like a bad memory that I want to forget. Just when I think I was going to go a year without seeing it, there it was. After so many years, I guess you could say I got used to it. I would have that feeling of dread for days after, but it also left me. I'm on my own now, trying to make my way into the world. I have a modest first floor apartment in a duplex, nothing special but it's mine. I stopped decorating for Christmas when I went away to college, I just didn't feel the need to celebrate anymore. No matter how hard I tried, once I saw it, my Christmas was ruined. That thing sucked all the joy right out of me, replacing it with a dark dread. Last year, however, the feeling never left. All year round, I've been living with this constant despair in my heart and numbness in my body that I just can't explain. Food doesn't taste as good, being around my family and friends doesn't give me the same joy it once did, and physical affection leaves me feeling worse than ever before. I simply feel a deep numbing despair. I know that it did this to me. I've had a lot of time to think and figure this out as I've been stuck up in my room waiting for Christmas Eve, the thing that has visited me every year on Christmas Eve ever since I was a little boy. It is a hateful mirror of the world, a writhing mass of people's darkness, fears, despair, and sadness. Yes, Christmas time is one of the happiest times for most people, but for some, there's no worse time to be alive. It feeds off this, and it sucks the joy from you like a parasite. That's what it is, as to why it's doing it to me. I don't know, but I suspect all these years it's been feeding on me, and now I'm left with no joy of my own. God, I miss being able to feel genuine joy. It's back now. Only this time it's right at my window, looking at me. It's a hideous writhing mass of darkness pressing against my window. It's hungry, I can feel it. It wants to finish off what's left of me, of my joy, my good memories. I have so little left, I won't let it take them away from me. I will let it starve. My only hope is that after reading this, others will know that if it visits you on Christmas Eve, look away, fight it and maybe there will be hope for you. Don't let it take your joy away. Don't let it numb you to the goodness in life. Don't let it turn you into me. Let it starve. To my parents, you were the best mom and dad I could ever ask for. I love you with all my heart. Please know nothing you could have ever done would have changed this and it's not your fault. I won't let it take what little I have left. This is the only move I have left to fight it. So long. The snow first started falling at 9.30pm on Christmas Eve. It was the first time I'd seen mom smile in so long, and I mean really smile, not that fake smile that she puts on to try and tell me that everything is okay. This smile reached her eyes and would have kept on going all the way up to her auburn hair if it was possible. She always put me first, no matter what. I'll never be able to repay her for that, shielding me from my demons and her own, which is why that smile on her face was better than any gift I'd find under the tree on Christmas morning. The white powder was just starting to gather on the ground as we headed off to bed an hour later. It was a pretty sound sleep that night. I'd long since outgrown the tossing and turning that Christmas brings. A few empty trees will do that to you. I know now that mom couldn't actually afford to spoil me the way that she wanted to, so anything was good enough for me. We woke up at 8 a.m., well, I got up at eight, and like any other self-respecting 17-year-old woman, I got into mom's bed. The furnace is on the fritz, okay. It's not like I want to share a bed with my mom, but the frost on the inside of my window was less than inviting. Eventually we headed down for breakfast and to swap presents. I'd gotten mom some face masks and a relaxing candle. God knows she needed some relaxing in her life. She gave me an eyeshadow palette, which I was pretty happy with. Her stale old eyeshadow was not ideal for practicing smoky eye with, but that's another story for another time. The snow had come down thick in the night. It must've been a foot deep at least. I'd never seen anything like it. Mom said it snowed this heavily maybe once or twice when she was a kid, so she was super excited too. We put breakfast on hold, well, sort of. Mom made me have my multivitamin and orange juice. She said it's good for your immune system in the cold. Typical mom. The warm gear went on top of our PJs. Getting out into that snow was way more important than dressing ourselves. We made a snowman each. I went for the traditional stacking of big snow rounds with stick arms and a carrot nose. Mom, however, decided to get a bit maverick and tried to build a muscle man snowman. What he lacked in definition he definitely made up for in mass, I'll give him that. Once the snowmen were built, the snow angels were made, and after that, the snowballs were thrown. We'd been out there for a good few hours when mom had decided that my lips were a shade of blue she was no longer comfortable with. So we went in and tried our best to get warm. The rest of Christmas was pretty uneventful. We gorged ourselves on turkey and ice cream. We watched a few movies and played a few rounds of Uno. Mom can get very, very intense with Uno, so I usually try to stop it after three rounds. Before we knew it, it was bedtime. Christmas was over for another year, at least we still had the snow to prolong the magic though. Warning came again, my sleep was fitful this time, tossing and turning, feeling unsettled, anxious, but unable to pinpoint why. Waking up feeling extra rough, stuffy nose and a scratchy throat, I looked at my window. Surprise, frozen again. Only this frost was much harsher, angry even. Slowly getting out of bed I walked over and tried to draw a smile with my finger on the glass. The ice was barely moved or melted to my touch, but before I could dwell on it too much, my eyes wandered out to the lawn. The snowmen were still there, but with another foot of snow surrounding them and covering the tops of their heads. It was going to be a long day. Breakfast was on the more depressing side. Mom couldn't get the stove to work, so instead of having a balanced meal of scrambled eggs, orange juice and a vitamin, it was slightly stale cornflakes with orange juice and a vitamin. Thank God for orange juice. We better hope the snow eases off a little tomorrow, kiddo. We need supplies, and these are running low. She said to me while shaking the bottle of vitamins. I'm not sure what use they are if I still catch a cold, but it's important to her that I take them. So whatever, fight's not worth it. We thought about building another snowman each to keep us entertained, but the door wouldn't budge. I don't know if the door itself was frozen or if the snow outside had frozen like concrete and was blocking us in. Whatever it was, neither of us were strong enough to brute force it, so we turned to the comforts of the great indoors by lunchtime I couldn't comprehend how bored I actually was. The TV was cutting out and I had no attention span for reading. I ended up napping most of the day just to pass the time. After an indiscernible amount of time mom shook me awake which I am slightly embarrassed to admit. I didn't take it too well. The stereotypical wide-eyed big gasp inward panic and then trying to brush it off. I don't think she bought it. Off upstairs we went for another fitful night of sleep. There were no actual nightmares, but the snow kept on in my dreams. It was unending, surrounding me. Every direction I turned all I could see was a thick white sheet. I couldn't tell if I could make out any figures, but the anxiety I felt in the dream was so real. When I finally did wake up, I'd managed to carry that anxiety with me into consciousness, which was perfect. The window frost was as angry as yesterday. I thought about taking a hairdryer to it later on, it couldn't be good for me living in a fridge. Glancing through the frosty panes, the snow looked thicker again. It didn't look like another foot, but it definitely looked solid. Mom was stood in the kitchen, orange juice and vitamin on the counter next to her. She was vacant. Her eyes were staring out the window, but I knew her mind was further away, concerned. That's the best way I could describe it. I pulled the chair from under the table a little more loudly than I normally would. The noise roused her and she looked at me with a smile. A smile with painful eyes. She was definitely concerned. It's not like the snow is that bad and we have plenty of food stores. Enough for a week or so I'd say. Sure, we'd get sick of canned peaches, but we wouldn't starve by any means. She walked over to me, put a plate of toast down with the old faithful orange juice and half a vitamin. Pef. that was weird. I looked up at her. She could clearly see the confusion on my face. I'm sorry sweetie, looks like I won't be able to get more until the new year so we'll have to ration them out. Okay mom, as long as you make sure you're taking some too. I don't want you getting sick in the cold. Funny, I don't remember actually ever seeing mom take her vitamins but I also don't watch her every move. She probably took hers before I got up or something. The power gave up completely that day until the late evening, so it was another day of snacking on Christmas chocolate and napping on the sofa. It was at this point where the day started to blur. Wake up, check the snow, breakfast routine, kill time until bed, sleep, or try to anyway, and then wake up and do it all again. After another night of interrupted sleep and dreams of the snow closing in on me, I woke up with my heart racing. But when I sat up, my head still felt weightless, like I was still dreaming. I decided that all I needed was a nice strong coffee to perk me up. Again, following my new routine, I looked out at the snow, same as it had been for days now. Turning away to head downstairs, I caught something out of the corner of my eye. It was a snowman, not our snowman, another one, but this one was unsettling. It was tall and thin. It didn't have any features on its perfectly round head, yet somehow it felt as though it was looking directly up into my window. It took some effort to tear my eyes away, definitely needed that strong coffee. The troubled sleep was catching up with me clearly, oatmeal for breakfast today, supplies are definitely starting to dwindle, OJ downed, vitamin swallowed, and oatmeal unenthusiastically eaten. It was time for coffee, pouring myself a nice big mug I asked mom why she made another snowman without waiting for me. She gave me such a weird look and said the door was still frozen closed. At this I looked past her and out into the yard, one snowman, two snowmen, only two stood out there, absolutely no sign of a third. No eerily perfect spherical head, no frozen sentinel staring up at me. My eyes must be playing tricks on me. I could feel mom staring at me while I was looking out the window, no idea what her problem is. Regardless, I needed a good night's sleep. I tried to avoid napping from then on. I'd lost track of the days. I could quite easily look at a calendar or check a phone to find out, but I was starting to feel a little disconnected from the world with no inclination to actually seek the date or time. All I knew was breakfast time and when the snow dreams begin, I took to drawing to fill the time, trying to draw the snowman from the morning, but I could never get the head right. It was never good enough, so I would scribble it out and try again, getting more irritated every time I messed up. I stopped paying attention to mom, she would ask me questions but I could never make out the words, I didn't want to. I needed to make the snowman. He deserved my full concentration. He deserved to be flawless. I snapped out of it when mom snatched the pencil out of my hand. It was dark, time to rest. I was excited to rest. If I went to sleep, I might catch a glimpse of him again in the morning. I went up to bed without saying a word to mom, didn't change my clothes or brush my teeth. I walked up the stairs and into my room, looked out the window, no snowman. Turning, I got into bed, shut my eyes, and drifted off within minutes. The dreams seemed to continue from where they left off, in a wide open space, or was it confined? It was so snowy it was hard to tell. I couldn't see a foot in front of my face, but I could feel the presence of something, multiple things. There were faint outlines, tall figures, perfectly round heads, moving yet unmoving, far away but claustrophobic at the same time. My heart was racing the whole time, only it wasn't anxiety anymore. It was something different. The dream ended with no event. I was awake. It was morning. I didn't feel rested, but I wasn't tired either. I simply was awake. The routine started once more. I went to the window. There he was. No, there they were. Several, tall and great with their perfect heads, staring up at me, worshiping me, adoring me. I needed to be with them. Walking silently down the stairs, I made my way to the back door. It pushed open with some effort. When I looked up through the open door, they were gone tears welled in my eyes how could they they invited me down to them and they vanish i stooped down and grabbed a handful of snow and started to compact it together if i couldn't draw them perhaps i could make one i must have been out there for quite a while before mom came down she sprinted over to me her words sounded muffled like she was underwater i was pulled inside and wrapped up she was crying i don't know why i wasn't upset i wasn't hurt i just wanted to make them i wanted to see them up close She was babbling about sickness and apologizing, but I had never felt better. I might not have felt much at all, but I had a purpose. She tried to feed me breakfast. Only a quarter of a vitamin today. She said there's only two more quarters left. When did she stop giving me halves? I didn't say anything. I didn't look at her. I swallowed the quarter and sat, staring out of the window until the sun sank into the sky. When the light had faded, I shuffled back up to my room, straight past the bathroom. I'd not been in there for days, I thought to myself, but as quickly as the thought entered my mind, it left again. There wasn't much room left for anything other than the perfect roundheads and their tranquil blank expressions. The dreams were much the same, yet every night it felt as though the figures were creeping closer. No, not creeping, approaching. They wouldn't creep if they meant me no harm, surely. They offered me something, but what, I didn't know. There was no memory of waking the next morning lucidity found me standing at my window they weren't there i felt hollow sick alone my imitations from the day previous were still there but it looked as if somebody had tried to tear them all down why would anyone do that no not anyone mom she was the only one who could have done that i felt the anger rise in my chest and the loss and pity for my broken snowmen strewn across the yard i marched down to the back door Mom was stood by it, putting something in her pocket. The door was locked. We never locked the door. There's no one around for miles. There was no need to lock the door. Why was she keeping me away from them and them away from me? The anger was boiling to a point. I couldn't get out there to mourn for what I'd lost. She didn't get it, and she was keeping me from them. How could she? Another lapse in consciousness. I don't think I passed out. I think maybe the fog got too thick so that I couldn't see through it. But I was aware, or as much as I could be, I didn't know where mom was, or the key, but I stood in the bathroom. I must have been going to bed and took a wrong turn while in my haze. The reflection staring back at me was not my own. My face was blank. If it wasn't for the pain deep in my eyes I would have looked tranquil. I turned and walked to my room. I couldn't hear any signs of mom, but then again, I don't think I was listening. I wasn't in control anymore. I only had thoughts for one thing, and I was hoping to see them in my dreams. The dream was cold, colder than before. The snow wasn't as heavy. I could make out where I was. My garden. There was one tall snowman right in front of me. The head, perfect. Not as tall as I thought it would be, but still taller than me. It was so cold. The dream felt so real. I felt so connected to the snowman, enamored by its perfection. I wish mom could see how amazing it was. I wish she would just accept the beauty in its blank face. The dream was starting to wane. I felt grief. I didn't want it to end, but I was moving back towards the house and I couldn't stop. I was receding back inside my mind. The autopilot taking over. Vision was dark, black. I couldn't see anything. Was I sleeping? No. I could still hear infrequent sounds. A loud bang. A clatter of objects. Something being dragged. The crunch of snow underfoot, but I felt nothing. I saw nothing. It was bright outside. I was lying on my bed, freezing. My socks were wet, feet freezing. I felt a bit more like me. Once the dreams had ended, I must have gotten real sleep. For the first time in maybe a week, it was hard to keep track of time. I sat up, changed into dry clothes. Why were my PJs so dirty? Leaving the room, I glanced out of the window. One of them was out there, standing next to our snowman, my stack of rounds and mom's muscle man, mother. I couldn't remember speaking to her the day before, calling out to her with my eyes still glued to the snowman silence no answer at all she was probably in the kitchen it took everything i had within me to tear my eyes from the snowy figure it didn't look right the head wasn't perfect it was barely taller than me it filled me with unease the staircase was littered with scraps of paper circles at the top of tall bodies no single circle being close to right making my way to the kitchen the trail of paper continued the kitchen was empty no sign of mom no orange juice no vitamins I couldn't truly remember my last vitamin dosage hoping I wouldn't get sick my eyes drifted to the back door the curtain was torn down the key in the lock but the door ajar dirty tracks leading in and out I walked to the door and pushed it open fully the tracks lead over to the snowmen the tall one was still there stood proud although its shoulders seemed to stoop it wasn't standing straight and proud like the ones in my dreams it was leaning slightly forward with the not perfect head bowed over transfixed on the snowman, I start to feel the fog come over me again. Only this time I'm filled with dread. Heart racing, hands sweating, throat is dry, eyes wide open, approaching the figure, stopping a few feet away, staring. It stared back at me. The blank face is not perfect, nor is it tranquil. It does not match what was in my dreams, but I can't look away. Eyes locked on a feature that figure had in my dreams or visions, not captured in any drawing. On the top of the not perfect head, A lock of mom's auburn hair. I wanted to share my story with you since it was really creepy and it happened to me a couple days ago. I'm not the type of person who gets scared easily but this incident really freaked me out. So a little backstory about me. I'm a 19 year old female and I live by myself. I'm pretty much a home person and I like spending time by myself. I usually spend my time hanging with my two cats, writing, reading, and listening to music. But that night I was really bored and wanted to do something so I decided to go out and hang out at the city center of my city. I live 10 kilometers away from the center so I decided to take a bus because the day had been really cold and it has snowed so I couldn't really use my bike. I left my house around 5pm and arrived to the center at about 6.30pm. I headed to the mall and checked out a couple new shops that had opened and looked for inspiration for Christmas presents. I also wanted to go check out another smaller mall nearby so I started making my way in there. It was really cold when I got out again and it had started snowing so I decided to take a shortcut through another smaller mall which had pretty much been empty for quite a while and had only one grocery shop. The place was empty so I started to make my way through. After 5 meters I noticed someone standing in front of me. From my first glance it looked like a middle aged man just standing there, looking blankly ahead. I didn't really think anything of it, because maybe he was cold also and wanted to warm up, so I just continued to walk. After walking for a little bit, I think the man heard me coming because he turned around and started looking at me. Again I didn't really think anything about it, but when I got closer I saw the man's face and kinda got spooked. He had a really dirty face, with little scars all over and really big eyes. He was really tall and skinny and his stance was a little crooked. However, I decided to ignore it and just wanted to quickly pass him since I already saw the exit door, but when I passed him and accidentally made eye contact I was scared. He started humming what sounded like a lullaby and had the most sinister smile across his face from ear to ear. I quickly looked away and almost sprinted to the exit door. I didn't look back until I was at the other mall. I was creeped out but thought to myself that it was just some drug user or a drunk guy since they were really common in that part of town. I spent some time at the other mall, soon forgetting this incident. Time went by really fast and at around 8.30pm I decided to go buy some food and head home. I went to the mall's grocery store and bought supplies for a salad and made my way to the checkout. The lines were long and since there was only one checkout open, I had to wait for a little for my turn. When it was my turn i started paying and while waiting for the cashier to count and hand me my change i glanced to the exit door at the mall that's when my heart sank that same man was standing there watching me and smiling i felt my heartbeat fasten and quickly packed my stuff up and walked past him out the doors without looking at him i went to my bus stop to wait since it was supposed to be there in like five minutes the stop was really packed to my surprise since it was kind of late and usually the bus was really empty However, I put my headphones on and started to listen to music not really paying attention to my surroundings until the bus came. I was pretty much the last person to step in the bus because I waited a little further away from everyone else and by the time I got in, all the seats were taken so I had to stand at the middle of the bus. The trip went by real fast since I was listening to my jams and kinda zoning out. When my stop came, I stepped out and started walking towards home. From the stop to my house is like 20 meters so not that bad. Some other person also jumped off at the same stop after me and walked like 10 meters away from me. When I got to the house complex door, I glanced back to see if the other person was my neighbor so I could hold the door open for them because it was not uncommon for me to be on the same bus with my neighbors for some reason. However, I didn't see anyone and decided to enter to the hall and make my way to my door. I heard a loud noise coming from the main doors, like someone with force tried to yank the door open. I almost went there to check it out, but something didn't feel right. I entered my house and double checked that the door was locked. My apartment windows are facing the road you need to walk to get to the apartments, so I checked the road, if I saw someone, maybe my neighbor at the door or something. I didn't see anyone at the door anymore, so I started to unpack my stuff. After unpacking, I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water and glanced to the road, only to see a shadowy figure standing there. I got this uneasy feeling in my stomach, and decided to close my blinds since I live in the first floor and you can see inside my apartment from the street. After having a drink I went to the living room to watch TV and passed out since I was really tired. I woke up at 11.30pm to this weird noise coming from my balcony. I thought it was some teenagers once again throwing snowballs to the balcony window because it wouldn't be the first time. I got up and went to the kitchen where my balcony door was and peeked through the blinds and what I saw made my skin turn cold and turn my stomach upside down. It was the same man from the mall, knocking at my balcony window and smiling. I stepped away and reached to my phone in my pocket to call the police. I think the man saw me peeking because I could faintly hear him humming his lullaby and saying I saw you already, there's no point to hiding. Come on out, I just want to ask you something. I was so scared I felt like I was gonna throw up. I called the police and still could hear the man knocking. I didn't move. I didn't make a sound. I stood there, holding back tears and waiting for the police for what felt like hours after 10 minutes he stopped knocking and let out a scream then it all just stopped no noise no knocking nothing i heard a car turn up to the parking space and peeked again it was the cops and i made my way out to the front of the house to give a description about the man and told them what happened the police said that they would check out the area but it was possible that the man had ran to the forest nearby to get away they left but said they would come back if they found something after it all the police found nothing There was nothing they could do at that point. They told me to call again if he appeared. The fact that none of my neighbors were around or none of them heard or saw anything made it more difficult. It was probably just some junky stalker and only God knows what would have happened if the glass window on my balcony was open and my balcony door unlocked. Needless to say, this really creeped me out and makes me think twice before leaving my house, alone after dark.